Welcome back to the Abandonment Issues Podcast. My name is Clarissa Tebow. And I am Sarah Beth Bassick. Well, we made it to the new year. And what a year 2021 has already been. On the upside, you made it through the holidays. Yet, despite it becoming a new year... For many of us, the same grief exists. Exactly. It may shift and change for some, while for others... It might be a grief they've never known before. Most people still don't want to talk about it. But we still do. And there is a lot to talk about, y'all. Feel free to grab snacks. It's time to talk about... Abandonment Abandonment Issues. issues. Grab your sides, grab your tissues. We're here to laugh and cry and talk about abandonment. Hello, I am Sarah Beth Bassick. And I am Clarissa Tebow. And this is Abandonment Issues. 2021. Here we are. (laughs) Yes, yes, 2021. (laughs) Exactly. What a way to start a podcast uh, with a just a oof. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, 2020 just kind of rolled its ugly, disformed head into 2021 and was like, I ain't going nowhere, bitch. (laughs) I ain't going nowhere. But what's interesting is that's how we talk about grief, right? That it's like, there is no magic, like, oh, the calendar turns and suddenly, like, so all that grief that was rolling around in 2020 wasn't going to be like, oh, it's January 1st. Okay, bye, girl. Right. We're not Cinderella. Things aren't just going to magically appear. I'm not going to all of a sudden be in a beautiful gown with glass slippers looking for a prince. No, 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 no. I'm that same girl scrubbing the ground with an ugly ass pumpkin. Come on. (laughs) Now, do you think there's going to be like uh, like dress sweats since everybody in 20? Oh, I already. I mean, 2020, I legit was like on that Hanes website. (laughs) How do I find my best sweatsuit that is not attractive? Let's do it. Yes. Because I ain't trying to go out. Do you feel like like track suits were like a thing that were very funny in the 90s, especially? I don't mean the people who were wearing them in the 90s and already being cool about it. I mean, like when you saw like your grandparent aged people like wearing matching track suits oh, at yeah. like at the grocery store. It was cute. It was real cute, but I'm like, and now we're all into it. The number of times I like hop on a Zoom with some of my friends, like especially my Brits, they all have like matching ensembles. They are fully just sweatpants of some sort. Yeah, because why why not? Because why not? One can grieve in your sweatpants. Oh my god, and also like, you don't know when you're accidentally going to take a nap. You might as well be in something comfortable. It's true. I feel like maybe the podcast needs to like have a, like at some point we'll start like a clothing line. Grief merch. It's like, here's some really good soft clothing. Oh yeah, it's going to be all Egyptian cotton. It's going to be really expensive because we need money. Yeah. (laughs) Because merch sales are where it's at. Like, just some real, like, breathable fabrics. Right. Silk. Some real, like, absorbent, like, hankies. Not to blow your nose in, but to dab your face with, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can blow your nose if you want, but I still have... I get weird about that. Whatever's really expensive. Gold leaf, right? Gold leaf. We're on the same page? Yeah, exactly. I don't think that gold leaf is terribly absorbent. Oh, that's not what it's for. For the tear... Oh, (laughs) Then yes, yeah. It's for Clarissa something going to come out with like a gold leaf like a journal to just really. Yeah, it'll be a gold leaf silk Egyptian cotton scarf that you can cry into, and also sell when things get really bad. <laughs> so, in case any of you dear listeners were worried that we didn't have a plan for the future, <laughs> we got one. <laughs> we got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so as our intro said, you made it through the holidays. Yes. Yes, you did. You're here to tell the tale. Oh my God. Yeah. How were the holidays for you? It was good. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before. Holidays are always weird and like, I don't know, just little memories floating around that you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. But overall, I mean, this also this year is just really weird. I'm in a totally different place than I normally am. I was celebrating in a totally different way than I normally do. And I felt like this holiday season, I was just pointing out the differences. (laughs) I was like, so this is different how I do it in my household. And this is different than (laughs) how I grew up. And I just heard myself 
saying that all the time and maybe that was my own coping mechanism i was like i need to point out the ways in which this is wrong so that i can be okay with it (laughs) this isn't how we do it although i wonder like in the same way that we've spoken about in terms of covid like being not even mentally prepared but more mentally agile because you've just done more grief work and dealt with the differences like there was a lot of things this holiday that were definitely different but the ways that it was different wasn't a way that it grieved me like it did other people right where they were so like distraught I don't get to see my parents and I'm like yeah that's hard and it sucks but there were a lot of times when my brain was like yeah I never get to at the holidays anymore and i don't actually even mean it in a necessarily like read the room way in this term or in this instance but more in just a way of the same like as actors we deal with an ebb and flow of our finances yeah in a way that is again you just have more agility with it in terms of the pandemic it doesn't mean it's easy it doesn't mean you don't have anxiety about it or worry about it but it's not the first time you've been confronted with that thing with with things being totally uncertain we live in the uncertainty So I I get what you're saying. Like, absolutely. I think there are definitely times where, uh, like what I was saying when I was pointing out the differences, it was more just me going like, oh, like this is different. But also like none of these differences are as big as the first holidays I had without my parents. Right. So even so, it was like, yeah, I'm pointing them out. But it was like more so I was just interested in these different traditions that I didn't know. I didn't know more than anything. I think that Yeah, when you live in the creative industry, your life is very uncertain. Nothing goes by the book. In fact, I was um, reading a book recently that was talking about work-life expectations with your partner and stuff. And Mm -hmm. none of them adhere to the way our lives are at all. Like, it's about, you know, like, it's more for a nine-to-five job. Okay, yeah. And I think we live in that kind of world where none of it really adheres to the the life norms in that sense. So exactly, I think you're totally right. We're used to things being not the same every time. Yeah. Like it sucked that I didn't see my parents and I wish that. And it is the first time I've ever spent a Christmas without my brother. Yeah. And so that was hard. And yet I moved away from home, as did you. Yeah. Like there's ways that we really are more facile with actually finding connection and communication and community within. Like granted, you're living with three people and I'm on I'm on my own over here. Like right. we're having different experiences. And yet I'm okay. I spent a lot of my day with my brother just on FaceTime, just like walking him into whatever room I was in. Right. We adapt. Yeah. We adapt. I mean, we ran into a friend recently and he was saying how he went to his parents' house because his parents live in uh, the area. Okay. But they they are kind of on that train of not believing COVID is a thing. Oof. And he is one of the strictest. He's like, I am not getting anybody sick. Like I, I refuse to do it Mm -hmm. so he went over to his parents house and was like playing you know carols in the backyard and he said it was horrible and he wished he had just didn't go he just hadn't even gone and seen them because it was like it was worse than if he had just stayed home so it's i think there's like a weird balance going on too because you can't do the same things like you like even if you went to go see family you can't necessarily, yeah. I feel like you shouldn't be like hugging them or kissing them or, you know, Absolutely. sharing a spoonful of ice cream with them like normal. So for him, it was like he was sitting out on the porch, freezing cold, playing carols because he wanted to see his family. But his family was not even acknowledging like the bit of sacrifice that he was going through. Yeah. So it's weird. Oh, that's so tough. Like yeah. it is weird. And I know that I've spoken about it in other episodes where like I, I find a lot of like my grief really washes over me and rears up in tougher ways when it comes to the traveling to those places and seeing Mm -hmm. them like again my apartment is a place my mother never set foot my father never set foot and while I ever feel their presence I always feel them here with me I I really had to sit with myself and not feel guilty about the ways that this holiday felt easier hmm That's interesting. Because I wasn't confronted with those things. Right. Yeah. I think that is legit. Like, I wonder how many people are feeling the same way, even those who haven't lost their parents necessarily. But just the holidays are stressful, no matter what your situation is. And this one has been probably the most stressful for most people ever. Yeah. And I wonder if there is that kind of... I mean, barring when they were like in wars and stuff. Right, right, right. I, I just mean like... I just mean... I meant that... Like our peers. Yeah. For our peers. Like our peers. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just being an ass. I'm so sorry for anybody who went through war and that was the worst <laughs> Christmas I did not mean. You're like, yeah, yeah. But also, I just mean for, for us. It, yes, but you're right. It was a lot of people's most difficult Christmas. Yeah, where they had to be alone or they, you know, were only with their partner this year or mm-hmm. something. Or I have heard of friends who, you know, they have their kids and stuff. They have their own family, but they've never done Christmas just them and their kids, yeah. you know. And change is always hard no matter what it is. Yeah. So I wonder how many people have had that like, oh, this was not bad. This was actually kind of nice. Not having to... I feel like I've heard out of a lot of mouths of people that I love. Yeah. They missed their family. They didn't miss traveling. Right. That makes sense. Absolutely. And as someone who I genuinely and generally love traveling, but Christmas is a different beast. I think it's everybody. The number of people, the cost, yeah. the expectation. like, And again, the reward is great because you do get that and game of like being with the ones you love and so like we all like I think miss that to be fair there's also a subset of people that are like oh wow I didn't have to make an excuse or look like the jerk for not wanting to be with my family yeah and that's interesting too I also had a conversation with my dear friend one of my British friends and she was talking about the time when her sister her sister had been in the military there and she was in Afghanistan Mm. and so like that she's like it's interesting because it's so hard for people and yet like it's not fair and it's not or like it feels unfair these things and she's like to me this doesn't feel as hard of that as that mm, you know when yeah. it's like i was worried about whether i would ever see my sister again right and and she's like where again like she's like i can also kind of relate that people are in that strange limbo because unfortunately there is something in our world that is taking people out of this world yeah so she's like i feel like it feels akin to that so i can relate to them however me staying safe at my home i i feel safe and i feel okay that like we can communicate by facetime we can do these things to communicate because again while it's not what any of us wants we're safer and we're okay because of that yeah and that brings me more comfort than the other side of that equation. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are probably a lot of people who uh, are have gone through this holiday season and are remembering past holidays, mm-hmm. past griefs and going, I can do this. I, I, there, it, it's been worse. I can do this. I've, I've felt that way for sure. I'm like, this is not, this is actually pretty good right now. Yeah, right. I'm very lucky right now. Nobody's sick in the household that I'm in right now and not in my extended family that I usually spend Christmas with. Like, they're all fine. So I'm like, okay, right now we're winning. Yeah. I mean, the holidays right. are a time to be grateful. So like, that makes sense, right? Like count those things. Yeah, it's not what I wanted, but it just, it feels like such, and again, I know we've extrapolated on this before, but like the holidays in general this year feel very emblematic of grief yeah. that it's like, you can't get to the people you want. You can't be with like, or if you are, it's not safe. And sometimes even if that uh, discomfort or that place where it's not right. safe is your mind, right? That it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just find it interesting. Although I do almost find myself curious. What were, like, give me the top three things that, like, made you stop and go, did I just say out loud again? This isn't the same <laughs> as what I usually um, do. One of the things was <laughs> they, uh, my my boyfriend's family, they all ask each other what they want for Christmas, like down to the color where, or like you pick out what you want and then his parents go buy it. So everything is, nothing's a surprise. And in my Mm. household, like we will sometimes, if someone asks, they're like, oh yeah, send me your list, you know, but everything on that list is a general thing. And you know that you're not going to get, unless you want specifically that, you know, it in the color pink, if you don't specify, you're going to get a general version (laughs) of the thing you want. And like, that's fine. Like for me, that's just kind of how our holidays always were. Everything was a surprise. And then you get a bunch of stuff that you didn't even know you're going to get. It's great. But in this household, everything was like, you would send them the link for the thing you wanted. And like, you would pick it out down to the T. And I was like, Oh, that's so strange. I'm so used to Christmas being a... Why even wrap anything? You know? Like, it was just... It was just strange to me. But I get it, too, because their logic is, I don't want to get you something you don't want. So yeah, I'm like, okay, I get it. But I think I like the surprise. I like not knowing what things are ahead of time. Yeah. Because then I just don't get why wrap yeah. why wrap it. You know, if you know exactly what it is, why wrap it? <laughs> I mean, you still don't know which I package guess. is which. 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know the full answer to that, but that's that's interesting. Like, I feel like we have like a mix of that because it's like we give each, we pick a name right. and you give one gift to one person. But I still ask my, the person that I'm giving a gift to, I still ask if they have anything they want because same thing, like the more adult right, we get, harder. the more I'm like, so it, but it's more akin to what you're saying. Whereas my brother and I, it's now just become like, you're talking about this things and it might even be like in the whole month beforehand. And it's like, oh, do you want that to be your Christmas present? Yeah. Okay, great. And I think that's fine, that too. I just, we would, yeah. like, at least in my family, it's like, you could send someone your list. Like, mm-hmm. even my little sister, right? She sent me her list. She wanted wall art. That could be anything. That allows me to, like, go yeah. and look through art, and it's going to be a surprise. Right? Or, like, my little brother said yeah. he wanted, like, a plant. Or he wanted, like, a book about crosswords or something. You know, like, just things like that where it can be a little, it's, like, a little bit more of general of an ask. And then... Within those parameters, I can go, okay, well, like, maybe I'll get him this crossword puzzle book that's, like, all about this thing that he likes. So it's really tailored to him. Or, like, I'll get this whatever, you know? It it gives me a little bit more creative. I guess I like the creative freedom of giving gifts. Yeah. And I like the surprise of giving people gifts. Like, I got my niece, um, she had mentioned that she wanted to start a candle making business. And her partner at the time was very dismissive of it. So I was like, well, I'm going to get you a candle making kit for Christmas and you can do it. And and that was my gift to her. And she really loved it. And like, I love giving gifts that someone wants, but not necessarily that they're going to know exactly what it is, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I have fun with that. So that was different. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, because you asked me for three things that were different, and now they're coming back to me. I did ask you for (laughs) The other one that I was like, this is weird. In my family, the stocking is the thing you can open immediately Mm -hmm. when you wake up. Have at it. Get into that stocking. Mm -hmm. Let it hold you over. Don't touch anything else. Don't touch anything else. Exactly. Until everybody's awake. But get into that stocking. Rip it open. Have fun. There's going to be gift cards in there. There's going to be lip balm in there. There may even be like a flashlight in there. It's going to be some random stuff, but it's going to be kind of fun to open. And here it was like, no, don't touch the stocking. And the stocking wasn't even a stocking. It was a bag full of stuff. It was just like a big bag full of stuff. And I was like, this is different. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because you've spoken before about how you don't necessarily have certain memories, right? Right. So it, it is definitely interesting to hear you be like, oh, I am kind of grieving this not be the way that I knew because I do yeah. actually have some of those. Yeah, definitely. It, it was kind of interesting because I, I didn't even realize that what we did was so specific to my family because some of the things that mm-hmm. I'm talking about, most of my friends do the same. Yeah, I mean, we do the same as you. Yeah. Right. You do the same thing. So I... I really didn't perceive of it as, like, special. Like, I kind of thought it was, like, the standard way people did stuff. So it didn't feel like it was, you know, this, you know, tried and true to tradition. It was, like, every time I talked about about it with friends, they're like, yeah, we do that, too. I was like, oh, this is just the way people <laughs> do this, I guess. So, I yeah, yeah I was grieving a bit of uh, the loss of our traditions. And, and, and not even grieving, grieving, just, like, acknowledging, oh, it's different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like there was several years where there were no mm. kids in our family. Like, we were all in college or beyond. And, like, there hadn't been kiddos. Like, the cousins, my cousins hadn't had kids yet. I feel like stockings just got wild. One year, Santa just brought everyone, like, condoms. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. This is hilarious. And, but also, like, we always used to get, like, socks and underwear in our stockings our whole life. And then at some point, my aunt was like, y'all are old enough to know what Santa is and isn't. So we would just the next day after Christmas go to the store and we just do the undie run. And she'd be like, if anybody wants me to buy them underwear or socks, we're going to this store. Put them on that checkout. You've got this long. Pick what you want. I love that. (laughs) It's very funny. But it was still like so for several years we did an undie run, which I always thought was very, very funny. Did you feel like your grief affected you differently this Christmas because you did have so many things that were already different? Like, did it make some of the other stuff not come up or because your brain was just on other things? Or like, how did that kind of... Yeah, I think so. Because it was it was just such a different... Um, I'm in such a different environment than I normally am. When I go home, I'm in the room that my bedroom at home is the one that my mother and I shared before she died. You know, yeah. and like there are mementos of her around that 
you know, I clock consciously and subconsciously and here there's none of that. So I think there was a lot of like just the reminders that normally come with the holidays just weren't there. So I think it was a little bit the grief of that loss specifically it was like dull yeah i i mean i'm not just saying it for a quick sound bite like i i genuinely talked to my therapist because i was like i feel guilty about how easy this holiday was and that isn't to Mm. make it seem like it's hard or that there's any people that cause it to be hard it's not that it's just because my experience was a 100 percent departure from anything I've ever had, I have never spent Christmas by myself. Yeah. Where every decision about what I'm eating, even the recipes that you're making are yours, such that again, I love that we have these traditions within our family. And so I love that we do that when I'm home, but not doing them means it wasn't like, oh, there was never a moment where I'm like, again, I know we've talked about it before, like during the Christmas episodes, like, oh, you should be making the pasta salad and you're not. Right. Right, right. And I made some of the recipes myself, but it was interesting. Like, I felt like I had a lot more grief and grievance about how this holiday was going to play out beforehand. And then as it got going, I found a lot of ease. And even my aunt commented on, she was like, "You, I just feel like you're doing this right. Like, you've managed to find a lot of joy this Christmas. And I was like, I have. And to have that space to do that, because again, I don't want by any stretch to make it sound like I'm not joyful with my family. Like, I would have loved to have just been going home to be with my family my cousin just adopted her child i would have loved to spend a first christmas with ev like the fact that we didn't get to was a real bummer like and i know for her too i'm sure it was like again we haven't specifically spoken about that particular subject but i can imagine it was like hard on her mind right so of course i want that which is why i had to talk to my therapist because i was like i feel guilty sometimes that i found so much joy and she's just like yeah you don't you don't have to feel that <laughs> I was like, oh. And she's like, and even just because everyone else is having a certain experience with it, you've had plenty of other times in your life where you're having a different experience than everyone else. Yeah. This is just another example of that. I mean, even with all that is happening in the world with COVID and, you know, all of us being inside and at home, I have kind of been fine mm. in a lot of ways in that I was already a homebody. Yeah. I already would struggle to want to go to parties. You know, like I knew I needed to go for work or, you know, a close friend's birthday or something, you know, like things I wanted to go to. But my God, if I left it up to my own emotional self, I wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> I would just stay in my house. I love reading and watching movies and just like being cozy and not seeing anybody. And this whole time of having intense stretches of time where I literally only see like my partner, I was like, oh, I'm handling this all right. Yeah. Like, I feel actually okay. It's only, it's only recently I realized how much I was grieving my friendships because one of my very good friends is going to be moving to Colorado. She's actually driving here right now. And when she told me she was coming, I almost bust out in tears. I was so excited for her to come. And I didn't, I don't think I had realized truly how much I was like, oh, I miss my friends. Like my friends, like the people who know me the best, who like you, you know, I miss you physically seeing my friends. I didn't realize how much I was missing that until she said she was coming. And I was like, (laughs) we can be even relatively close to each other with masks outside. Like just seeing you like that's exactly what I was talking about. Like when people dropped off cookies and stuff before the holidays. Yeah. Again, like we all live in this place, but we are sheltering in place. And so like, did you even just see that it was really like I felt really emotional about that. So I can only imagine because you are a little bit of fish out of water right now. Right. Like you're living in. I'm lucky enough that I'm living with my boyfriend and his his parents. It's a great situation. However, it doesn't mean it's your norm. No. And and we have friends here, but they're all like my boyfriend's friends who have mm. become my friends through him, which is fine. They're all lovely people. I absolutely love them. Of and course, it's been really but- fun. But they're not my friends that I made for myself on my own, which sounds so strange, but I'm sure most people can yeah. relate where it's like my friendships I think it totally makes sense. that are solely from my soul to another soul, not through another person yeah. are different. And I I didn't realize how much I was missing that until my friend told me she was coming. And then I was like, I don't you know why I'm feeling so giddy. <laughs> I have a friend who lives in New York who is moving here, transitioning to here with her job. And yeah, like every once in a while, I just text her. I was like, when, I'm like, when do you get here? 
It is like, oh, I want to like, I know as I, same as you, I'm doing well, right? Like there's a lot of things of creative people that I have started to grieve those things in the sense of like, I miss live theater. I miss being part of an ensemble. I miss being on set and being part of that. However, even the prep that you do to get on set, whether it's your audition or like there's so much of it that you do by yourself. Yeah. If it's writing, like unless you're writing with a writing partner and even that is small team, right? It's just like you and one other person. Like there's a lot of stuff that is done on your own. Yeah. So it's like, yes, plenty is different and I miss it. But same as you, we're a little bit more agile in this space because it's like, this is a departure from my norm, but it's not a hundred percent departure from my norm. I think I was having more issues with being alone and at home when I was working on my television show and having days off when I would have multiple days off and have nothing to do and be like at home not sheltering in place but just like nowhere to go and nothing to do besides wait for the next day where I was on set I had more issues with that like FOMO and worrying and stuff than I did once I knew the whole world was shut down then I was like oh well this is fine it's really I don't know it's just really fascinating do you have anything that you used to do in the new year with your parents or anything like that or like I don't know like what is tradition like is there something that happens at the beginning of the calendar year or is there there anything you used to do to like I mean a lot of people love New Year's and New Year's Eve celebration I don't I have not great experiences with them people seem to either get amorous or angry and I'm not here for either of those in ways unless I'm personally involved not the anger side but I had a lot of great ones because I spent them with just my mom at home when even all my friends would go out we would go to the store you got to buy five things didn't she didn't care what it was she's like whatever the things you are they don't even have to go with a theme nothing just the five things that you really want and then we got a couple things to fill in and it ended up being so much fun we would just sit around in bathrobes and like watch like movies and just play games and hang out that like all my friends would stop by on their ways to go out and try to convince us like me to go with them and then they'd up staying they'd end up staying a lot longer than they usually (laughs) planned So, I love that. Yeah, right? Like, it was just great because I will admit there was several as a child where my dad was an alcoholic and there were some there were some New Year's Eves that were not great. Right. And my mom always made them good for us. But, like, I didn't start off very strong with them. Yeah. And, again, there's a lot of expectation or whatever. But do you have, like, anything you guys usually did? or? I mean, I have some memories with my mother and my father. My father was also an alcoholic. But I don't actually remember any bad New Year's with him mm. specifically. I do remember, though, my mom would let me have alcohol as a kid on New Year's. And I remember that being really exciting. <laughs> well, like maybe a sip I of should. wine or like? No, like a um, like a glass of strawberry champagne. Okay. And I, I remember I really liked it because it tasted awful at the beginning. But the aftertaste was strawberries. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I like alcohol. Just love um, little Clarissa being like, as like a this little is child. pretty cool. Yeah, I got to drink champagne. <laughs> But that's like really my only memories of New Year's with my parents was kind of just at home sipping champagne. Maybe my my older brother and my sister-in-law would come over or something Mm -hmm. and we'd all just watch the ball drop on TV and like basically have a little party at the apartment or house or whatever. But in my adulthood, my two best friends from high school, Christina and Simran, we don't (laughs) see each other that much. Shout out, my girls. We don't see each other that much anymore. Mm-hmm. And we haven't, you know, honestly, since we've all left for college. But during that time, we all are home. We all go out nice. for New Year's pretty much almost every year. Uh, last year, actually, I don't think we did. I think I just went over to my, my friend Christina's house and like did an ab workout on her floor and then fell asleep <laughs> on her couch. Uh, and that Solid. was my New Year's and it was great. But usually we'd go out in like old Sacramento or yeah, old Sacramento or in Sacramento, like the Sacramento bars, go to like the clubs, like the this stuff that is not my life. You're like, like I'm, I'm such like a. Not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> it, you know, dressing up in tight little dresses and heels and freezing our asses off trying to get into some stupid club that's not worth any money. That always costs like, so much money on New Year's Eve. Oh my god! But we would do it every yeah. year because I was like, this is the only time I ever do this. Yeah. So. I will just do it. Don't get me wrong. I had some fun years like that too, where it is fun, but it's same as you. Like it's not, I, I don't want to do that now. It's on my scene. No. It's yeah. exhausting. I've had several good ones with my brother where we like have friends over and like hang out or same here. Like I think last year I slept overnight at my best friend's house and same thing. Like we like, 
made dinner and played games and like hung out. But we always got up for the new year to watch the Rose Parade. Oh, really? My mom loved parades. And so we would always do that. And like this was the first year that that didn't happen. And partially it was I I mean, I know they did something because those floats are made like so far in advance and all the stuff is ordered and whatever. So I know they did something. And part of me is like, oh, I should go back and watch it. But I was just like, I'm not getting up early this year. Yeah. Like it's one thing when you're in Wisconsin, you still have to get up early for things. But like the Rose Parade happens at eight o'clock or whatever. Right. Not six. Yeah. Or if it's is it 10 o'clock here? No, I think it's eight o'clock. So it's like, yeah, 10 or 11 across the country. Whereas here I was like, even though it's eight, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm trying to recall what I actually did on New Year's. I know I vision boarded for a long time with friends on Zoom. Super LA. Also very now that I did it on Canva and then had it printed out. (laughs) Which as I told the story to Clarissa earlier, somebody has been stealing my mail. And so if you're listening, stop doing that. But second of all. they stole your 2021 vision (laughs) board. They did. Those monsters. But what's great is they opened it and they brought it back. And I do find (laughs) nothing but humor at this point that somebody was like, oh shit, this is too karmically bad for me to follow through with. Like I started to giggle last night about it and be like, did they drive it back? Or, Who I mean, knows? is it somebody in my house like or in my like my neighborhood that, like... I swear what they do is they grab the packages, they get in the car, they make sure nobody saw. They literally open it in the car to make sure that it's decent. And if it's not, they throw it in a dumpster or they bring it back, apparently. apparently. Well, that was the thing. My brother sent me coffee, and it was, like, holiday coffee that I really wanted. And he even got the good stuff from home that I like, but also in decaf. Because, you know, my anxiety in these pandemic times, I cannot be having too much caffeine. And I'm like, I literally... Literally went and looked in the garbage cans in the back of my house just to make sure somebody hadn't thrown it in there. Because I was just like, I mean, not that I want to be fishing through the garbage cans, but I was just like, if you don't want it, I did. It was like $30, $40 worth of stuff. And who knows what my aunt sent me that they also took. But I I did have a gig. I mean, it was fully opened. You could tell they started to unroll it even to see what it was. And we're like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Because it flat out just says 2021 and like goal getter on her or some shit. You're welcome. (laughs) Welcome to my brain. They're like, my guess was they were like, I can't. can't. (laughs) That's about it. But I was like, but I just am wondering who in this process was like, you have to put it back. (laughs) It'll come to get you. Like, it's one thing to steal stuff, but like, that's, you can't steal someone's dreams. So go look around your neighborhood, see who has crystals in their window. (laughs) And knock on their door. <laughs> yeah, but I hope if they have crystals in there, they're not trying to steal shit. Who knows? You know, LA, everybody's got crystals in their window. I don't even know what I'm trying to tell you. I know, you. right? Never I was mind. like, everybody does. Because if there's a moon, you got to charge those crystals, girl. Oh, <laughs> so do you have any ways that like coming into the new year, you feel like you're... Because I, I definitely have feelings of grief in the new year. Yeah. I mean, I think that so far this this 2021 has been really strange. And I don't know if I'm alone in that, but I have felt so sluggish. Like not, not my go-getting yeah. self. I definitely... Well, I've been reading a lot. I've read four books in like 15 days so maybe that's why i feel so sluggish because my eyes are tired i don't know (laughs) but i i have been feeling very like all i want to do is read and that's all i want to do with my time i don't want to do anything else and i don't know if that is grief manifesting in that way where i'm like just wanting to escape into these fiction novels which it could totally be but yeah i have been feeling very just not really excited by much besides my books good for you for reading i know when my dad was or like when i was dealing with more of that when i was a kid i know i've always been a voracious reader but like i definitely read more like you said to just like that escapism and i i'm very particular about the books i'm choosing as well like that I'm but you know me I don't ever do like horror like whatever but I would be I used to read a lot more mystery Mm, yeah I like a good mystery yeah what about you for the new year? Have you been feeling grief? I usually do, Clarissa. And it's not that I haven't. I think like you that I, I'm I'm noticing it in more subtle and different ways, though. Because honestly, everything that's been happening already this year has been so full on that I'm like, oh my, God. my brain doesn't have like the entire country is grieving. The sheer number yeah. of COVID losses, the political climate, the like violence that is raging across the country. I'm like, there's literally like you said, it's hard to discern at this point 
what is grief for that or you're like with my parents usually again I get into the new year and I have like some time where I very recognizably in my brain I'm like man another year started and you're not back yeah come home already like what how uh like what another year happened and yet (laughs) There's times when I felt very overwhelmed already this year. And there's also ways that I felt very strong to just keep going and make my way through Mm. it and to be of as much service as I can. Right. But yeah, it's weird. Like because there is a collective grief happening, even like people grieving political norms or things that used to like, you know, like insurrection isn't a norm like and and it shouldn't be (laughs) a coup is not a norm (laughs) thankfully yeah a coup coup is not a norm i didn't even mean it to be funny but i had said to i think you that i was like yeah it's so weird to be like coup by christmas light you're like what are you talking about and i'm like i still have my christmas shit up and yet i'm watching these horrific images it just doesn't end that's how it's been feeling is like it's this snowball globally Mm -hmm. i mean personally i've been okay but globally it has felt like just this endless news feed of crazy stuff that unprecedented has been used way too many times in the last 12 months and i'm like my god fully and aptly too many times yeah it's like we just keep ousting ourselves on (laughs) (laughs) just keep outdoing ourselves and how monumentally off yeah i mean I'm very curious about 20 years from now when we're all in there, you know, I'm in therapy as a, you know, 50 year old woman and I'm going, I was not okay. I wouldn't be that old. My God, why am I doing that for a 50 year old woman? I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not fine. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) You tell. I know. You know what I mean? Like I would have been like, yeah, that time was crazy. I can't believe I lived through it. I don't know what I did to cope and then i'll listen to this podcast and i'll be like i was reading books like i was talking about that with my brother that like when when we learn things in history they're chapters and yes we know history is told by the people telling the story so like we have not ever especially in america learned an apt and full history of our making like nor fully grappled with the realities of how we got to where we are yeah, it is so interesting. It's like, okay, so it's a chapter and it's like, oh, we spent a week learning about that. And when you think about the other times in the world, in life, like when I'm, this is a silly example, but like when I'm watching Downton Abbey and like at the end of a scene, he's like, you know, they're at a party and he's like, we, I hate to announce this, but we are at war. And it is such a funny thing because like, I don't know what I conceived of. Like, I remember my mom and her sisters talking about where they were when JFK was shot. I do remember that or when um, MLK. But also like, I mean, I think about with the Twin Towers. That's one of those moments where everybody, even a few years younger than me too, and older knows exactly where they were, what they were doing when they heard the news that the planes had hit the Twin Towers. Like that's one of those things where I'm like, that will be a chapter in it. It already is uh, in the history books. But it's funny because that chapter makes it feel like such a blip, right? And instead, like, so we conceive of these moments where we like, I feel like, at least for me, I've been like, what were people doing? Like, what did that feel like? And I'm like, literally, if you had a picture of me while I was watching this unfold on the 6th of January, I feel like I looked like in Mary Poppins when she's like, Michael, close, close your mouth. We are not a codfish. And I'm sure that's what I look like. Just mouth agape. Just like, and I'm not a dummy. I I mean, you and I had been talking about this. We're very like, we are people who are aware and involved. And so it's like, I wasn't surprised. And I wasn't about to utter the remark of like, this isn't who America is because let's get a grip oh my god i hate that i'm like this is exactly who we are have you have you been paying exactly maybe start going with this isn't who we want to be and we're like in terms of our more perfect union this isn't the way but yeah so like were you actually watching you know because i've been i have been very like anti watching news on television i'm like i think you have to put up boundaries i i just can't deal with everybody's opinions coloring the facts and the news which happens no matter what you know because people are people and everyone has their own feelings about it and people aren't robots you know but watching the news no matter what side i'm listening to it drives me nuts so i either have to find out the news from my french great (laughs) i have a french radio station that i listen to because for me it's 
it has no bias because I can't really hear it. I can just, I'm just interpreting the words. I don't know if you know Jennifer Yellen, but she talks about that a lot. She oh, it, no. she has a site called News Not Noise, and oh. she talks about how she gets a lot of, she used to be in the press corps at the White House, starting in okay. the Clinton administration, and she talks about foreign sources being an outside perspective, you know. I find that it's just the facts. It's they do talk yeah. about it afterwards, the, the newscasters mm-hmm. that are on the show. But for them, it is so far removed yeah. that it is just very like, and even that part, I'm not even listening to that part usually, their their opinions on it. I'm I'm literally just listening for what happened, when did it happen, where did it happen, yeah. who was involved. When you're writing a, about a different country, you tend to have a different perspective. Like your, more, your biases are different. Exactly. And I was getting, <laughs> I was getting texts. From a bunch of friends uh, right before I went into therapy. And they were like, are you seeing this? Are you seeing? I can't believe this is happening. And my computer was dinging with like Apple News. Like they've rushed the Capitol and all this stuff. So I knew what was going on, but I was going into therapy at the time. So I was like, well, I guess this is what therapy is going to be about. Yeah. Um, And then went on my phone and started reading through articles and seeing what was going on. And then as soon as I was done with therapy, I like came upstairs to where Colin's family was and where I was and they had the news mm-hmm. on. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I just like started throwing a tantrum. I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> why do they do this? Yeah. But I couldn't help but in watching it. And I don't know if this struck you either. Like I already started to think about grief too, in terms of that, police officer like oh yeah even the police officers who have survived but who were like there's several just like horrific videos yeah where they're beating them up yeah and, stuff. and they're like bloodied and beaten and the grief for those families like i just feel like especially for the well, police officer who lost their life like i definitely yeah and it, it is one of those things too where a lot of those who were at the capitol that day did not do anything the vast majority didn't do anything but the ones that did do stuff did things that were (laughs) so horrible to everything that we stand for in this country and i think i feel a lot of grief for for yeah like it's not like i necessarily felt grief for them but i i i found myself wondering and giving like energy to the grief of the parents and the family of the officer who passed being like wow you're at the start of a really difficult grief journey because your person lost their life in a really profoundly difficult way and a very public way and i think a lot of the people in that crowd are or at least say that they're pro police officer and want to stand with the police and you know all that stuff and i'm like but then the same very same people kill one and the very same people put these police officers' r- lives at risk yeah. for what? And I, I just, I, it, it, to me, I'm just like, what yeah. hypocrisy? That's just how I feel. And I feel, I feel the same way. I feel grief for those families. I feel grief for the officers who were there just trying to do their job. But it's interesting, like when things happen in public too, right? Like I, I very distinctly remember being very angry uh, when Philip Seymour Hoffman died. And yeah. in the press, they were starting to talk about him in certain ways that I'm like, where is your respect for his children? That even oh, they don't have, if, I mean, but I'm saying like that, like I found myself grieving for them and for yeah. their loss of privacy as someone who whose father when they passed a lot of people thought it well not a lot i don't know if it's a lot but like some people thought it was suicide um that he mm. died by suicide like yeah that it, it's just it's a lot to grapple with how like how your person passes too right like even yeah we're now at what number for covid well i mean i think that's something really interesting to touch on too because neither of us had our parents die in a public insurrection or some kind of big event in that way yeah where so many people have a feeling about it yeah where so many people have a feeling about it or even i think about the people who have lost their children to mass shootings and who get death threats every day from people who don't believe it happened. And those kinds of really complicated paradigms that people live in now where I'm just like, my God, I don't know how you're doing it because grief is hard enough as it is. I can't imagine if it was that public or if even worse than that, someone told you that you were lying. That I'm like, I, I'm like, I want to fight for you. I'll put on my armor. Like that boils my blood. I mean, yeah, that I agree. That's when I get real hot. I get real angry. Because I'm like, how, how, how How this person is already having to grieve and deal with this. And then you're trying to. Yeah, that I, I, I could I not. I have no I doubt that we will have a guest in the future that we will actually be able to 
talk about this. Talk with. about it with. But I, I mean, I don't wish ill will on anyone, but my God, I wish for people to have some freaking common decency for those who are grieving. Yeah. No matter who they are. I mean, I think even with people who have lost someone who is, you know, quote unquote, a bad person, mm -hmm. they're still grieving them. Give them space. Yeah. Like, I still remember when Osama bin Laden was killed and I was so appreciative that Obama went on TV to say this is not a happy day because yeah. there were people who were dancing and singing. And I was like, a loss of a life is a loss of a life. Yes. And so. Yes. I'm not saying you have to like sit there and like say alms to them or like give any of that energy, but you don't dance and sing about somebody's death. Like that's no, that's no. terrible. Even if it like it unfortunately was quote unquote for the greater good. I guess, I don't know. I I well, it's with it's that. one of those things too where like I don't know if you heard, but Phil Spector died today. Yeah, and I saw some of the headlines, which I'm like, gross. Be better, media. Uh, which yeah, like which you know he he did horrible things. Yeah. However, I think everyone has people who are tied to them mm. who aren't horrible, who who are going to grieve the loss of them no matter what they are. Agree, except for I do feel like those headlines should have been more, uh, they didn't need to have positivity in them any more than they needed to have negativity in them. No, I'm saying they yeah. just need to have facts. All they needed he to say, died. he died. Yep. Bam. That's all I need to hear yeah. and go, okay. I, I feel like... Which, consequently, I used to... One of my first jobs in Cal or in Los Angeles, I used to actually serve coffee to Phil Spector. He used to come into the Starbucks oh I worked at. And I didn't know who he was. And I just... I didn't enjoy being around this person. And so, like, I would often be like, oh, I'll go on drinks. So that I didn't actually have to talk to the people. Like, if I saw right. him coming. But one day, my boss finally was like, do you know who that is? And I was like, no, but he's creepy. And my boss was like, yeah. And she told me. And I was like, great. That's... Uh, and then I transferred to a different store. It is just transferred. Oh, You're wow. totally right. It is just transferred. All yeah, right. Transferred. We have a lot to get into in other episodes, and I'm very excited about that. We've covered a lot of ground today. Oh, my God. This, Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I think there's so much, especially now, and I think the world is just keeps proving that things will keep happening. Yes. So we will have more to talk yeah. about, fortunate or unfortunate as that is. And as much as it's helpful to name your grief and to be able to feel it that way, if you're feeling like you're struggling because you're having, like you said, that lethargy, that kind of like a lot of these feelings yeah. of that can go along with grief, but you're unable to name them even right now, or it just realize you're being asked a lot emotionally in this world right now. Yeah, and just you know, give yourself some some grace and some yeah. acceptance. Just you know, try to look at yourself objectively and take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> Just relax. Listen to a meditation. Give yourself a moment to ground yourself again if need be. Agreed. And I heard this in a workshop that I was in earlier today. Um, shout out to Eve Rodsky. I only ever heard yeah. her speak in this. That you get to remember that you have permission to be unavailable. Yes. So that you can just feel for your own stuff. You can. You have permission Do to be. Do not disturb. Yep, exactly. And I think too often we don't think that, especially with the way of the world. Like yeah. you have ability and permission to be unavailable. Literally on your MacBook, on your Apple devices, you can put on <laughs> Do Not Disturb. Get that little moon glowing. Exactly. Okay? Sometimes you just need that for your brain too. Like sometimes you need oh to say God. brain. We're on Do Not Disturb mode. Okay. Like, I'm going to read this book only. And, that's, and it. that's it. This is what we're, this bath is what I'm doing. This yeah. is where yeah. I'm at. Absolutely. All right. So it's that time of the show it's for time. our little segment called Could You Just Not? Could You Just Not? Could You Just Not? Could You Just Not? Yeah. Get up? Oh, yeah. Hello. Oh. Yeah. I, I like that there was like a whole around. face that I wish you guys could have seen. It was, uh, you know, it's pretty great. Sorry you missed that. We got a gospel up yeah, in exactly. here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. about to testify about some things of Could You Just Not? <laughs> could You Just Not? It sounded like CNC Music Factory. <laughs> that makes me so joyful. Oh my goodness. Do you have one this week? I never have one. That's not true. You come in with them sometimes. Okay, um, well, I kind of want to touch on something I just said in the Great. podcast, which is, could you just not forget that every life is sacred and every mm. life is being mourned? Could you just not forget that? Because your feelings about a person based off of what you heard from somebody on social media, listen, have some respect, some some grace for the family, and just, could you just 
Could you just yeah. not, please? Everyone is mourning someone the way they're mourning someone, yeah. no matter how great or horrible that person was. So don't, it's not up to you how everyone should feel about it necessarily. Yes. I think there's actually an example of that when I look at the insurrection that like there are family members who are turning people in and it's like, oh, you have to grapple, including people who were involved in killing that police officer and like you are literally having to grapple with the fact that someone you loved or shared dna with or whatever you're you have a relationship with them whatever it is that is none of my business but that you have to grapple with the realities of that loss and that person and Mm -hmm. that so and and the repercussions for their actions yes that you're like oh i don't get to ever like we have a relationship so i have to deal with this yeah Yeah. um mine is also going to be about what i just said because this is what i came in with thinking could you just not expect me to be available at all times for you yeah because there's a lot of emotions everyone is allowed to feel everything they feel and go through it but i am not the person who always has to be available for you to dump your feelings on put your feelings on even just talk about your feelings with i'm a great person you're a great person but i'm not always the one sometimes you got to reach out to that therapist you got to reach out to your journal you got to find someone like because I, i do put a lot of guilt on myself for when i'm not available for those that i love oh yeah i mean it's hard it is and so but realizing that like having a boundary of time because your time is also precious Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you with saying like actually these 15 minutes are mine and i will definitely i don't actually have to feel guilty for not being available take up space in the world and take care of yes but also including like in terms of grief and these things that we talk about i'm not always going to be available when that's happening to tell you the details of what's happening you got to do the work yeah yeah just know like i'm already dealing with a lot of other things a big what amen yes can i get it again amen yes now where's the piano (laughs) when we need it (laughs) i know you can just take one of those edited out blank spots and throw it in there. I feel like we just need to Her find a way to like silent night. Te- text Cullen's mom and be like, can we just get a quick uh <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, we thank you everyone. Yeah. We hope you're doing all right. Clarissa, the folks can get hold of you as usual at at Clarissa on Instagram. And at Clarissa T. That's Clarissa with the First letter of my last name on Twitter. Um, although I'm not on Twitter much no, these days. I was like, days. honestly, mostly just find us at Abandonment Issues. Yeah, Abandonment Issues Pod. On Instagram and Abandonment Pod. On Twitter. Yeah, because and for I can never remember which ones are mine on Twitter versus Instagram for my personal They ones. are different. They are different. I looked it I'm, up, like, I'm afraid to change But them. I can't remember which one's which. I think I think your Instagram is Sarah Beth Bassick. Yeah, she's probably right because she's. And then I think your 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 Twitter is Sarah Bassick, and I think it's the same problem we had where Twitter only allows you a few characters, (laughs) which is my guess is why it wasn't Sarah Beth Bassick on Twitter. Yep. But also, if that's wrong, yeah, exactly. But honestly, you can find our personal things both in the bio of the abandonment issues stuff. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. We love yeah, you and go. thank you for showing up. We cannot yes. wait for next week. Uh, we will have some great guests coming up and everything. And Oh, man. 2021 and our guests is fire. It's popping in. I so, uh, again, feel free to contact us, abandonmentissuespod at gmail.com. If you want to tell us a story, ask a question, whatever you're feeling, yes. that's, that's the yes. place for it. And we will be available for you there when we have time to be available. Exactly. We love you. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Abandonment Issues is an original podcast from the brain of Sarah Beth Bassick. It is created and produced by Clarissa Tebow and Sarah Beth Bassick. Sound design by Sarah Beth Bassick. Our incredible theme music is by the brilliant Daniel Hart. Grab your tissues. We're here to laugh.